Welcome to The New Way, the bite-sized podcast for leaders and executives like you who want to transform their organisation and inspire people to work in new ways. Forget stalled progress and disappointment from upstairs. Each episode, I reveal how to communicate your vision, drive change, and become the leader that everyone loves. No BS or fluff, just the practical info that you need. I'm Dr. Kate Byrne. Get ready for actionable insights, mini execution plans, and game-changing secrets from my 20 years in the trenches, supporting senior leaders to introduce the new way. (laughs) Let's get started. Are your organisational values alive across the agency? Are they really? Are you even able to recall what all your organisational values are right now off the top of your head? If you can't, don't feel bad. Experience tells me that's the bucket that most folks are in. But organisational values and taking a values-led approach to change leadership can actually help you deliver your transformation program. This is the topic that I'm diving into today with Amy Summers. Amy is a leadership development consultant, engagement specialist, an accredited coach and director of craft coaching and development. I especially love all of the easy practical tips that Amy shares in this conversation about how leaders can demonstrate their commitment to organizational values to help embed cultural change. And I guess it applies to all other kinds of change as well. I'm Kate Byrne, and you're listening to the New Way podcast. I hope that you love this chat as much as I did. Let's listen in now. Amy, hello, hello, welcome. I've been excited to talk with you all day because I know that we both think about and talk about values-led leadership in our own separate ways quite a bit. So I'm very excited that we're coming together to talk about it today. Yes, I'm very excited to talk to you as well, Kate, and to your listeners, because values is something I'm I'm super passionate about. And I think it's a conversation that's needed more than ever at the moment. Mm, I'm just going to start by putting my cards on the table. So you and everyone listening knows exactly where I stand on this and the experience that I have reported to me quite a bit. So I think that organisational change is about quite often employees or our team members adopting new ways of working and that means changing their behaviour. Unless the change or transformation program is explicitly about introducing new values and behaviours across the organisation, which that's a thing that happens and I think they're great, exciting initiatives. But when the change program isn't explicitly about that, I rarely see leaders, including change leaders and change strategists or people inside the organisation working to deliver this change, connecting with using organisational values to help them bring about that change. And to me, that just seems like a huge wasted opportunity. Yeah, absolutely. And it's a, you know, values can be such a rich conversation when you're trying to change any kind of behaviour within a team or an organisation. It's a language that, you know, anyone in your team will understand. It's a language that I think makes sense to people working in any sort of collective and it helps for people to understand whether the change is actually happening and working. So that's really interesting to hear that 
sometimes you see in your work that that's not a part of the conversation around change. Something that I hear a lot of people who are working in government departments or agencies say that, you know, there's an official set of organisational values and they're very lovely. There's nothing wrong with them at all. And the people that are telling me about this know about them because they see them on posters in the office or in the workplace. Now that people are back in the workplace, they see them a bit more, but they don't feel like they're connected to work day to day. They're not alive in the business. Am I all alone in hearing these kinds of things? No, you are not alone. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, good, good. (laughs) Something that I have been involved with for many years is a process called a cultural audit. And, you know, I've got experience going into local government, state government, you know, education, all sorts of sectors where there's, I guess, a cultural element missing for a business. And usually it happens after a big change takes place. So whether it be, you know, a merger or an acquisition, or it could be change of government, could be change of, you know, leadership or a restructure. They're kind of the really common sort of um, scenarios where a cultural audit might be taking place. And one of the things that comes up time and time again, when we start to interview people in the team, we start to gather that sort of qualitative and quantitative data in terms of, you know, how they behave, the sort of behaviours that they see day-to-day in the culture what it feels like to work in that workplace is that often the values are on the poster, in the toilet, part of their induction when they start, potentially part of a performance review. However, when they really drill down into what that value looks like in behaviour and how it looks in action, they're not always seeing that value in how the team is responding, the way that the leadership team is operating and, you know, the way that they're treating each other and maybe treating the customer or the client as well. Mm. You just said a word a couple of times that's very interesting to me. You said culture and I would love us to kind of bring it back to foundational ideas so we're on the same page. What is an organization's culture? What is organizational culture? What does that mean? Oh my gosh. It is such an intangible, hard thing to describe. You know, it's often the unspoken, it's often the patterns or the collective sort of approach or behaviors that we're seeing in a team. But it's often really hard to describe and until you do culture work or until you've got some understanding of what people that work in your business or in your organization are saying about what it's like to work there. It's actually really hard to describe, but in a nutshell, it really is a patterned group of behaviours or approaches to work that can often be around, you know, sharing a common goal or trying to get to a common place. It can summarise how we're behaving, how we're being together, but also how we treat each other, how we are with one another. It often comes from a a place that's not conscious or deliberate. It's often due to the environment or the messages that we're hearing overtly and covertly in the workplace. 
Mm, yeah, I agree. It is a complicated concept, but I really like what you said about it's our way of being. It's our way of being and how we treat each other. So how do organisational values fit in with organisational culture? Are they the same thing? Are they separate? Are they part of it? How do you think about them? Ideally, a strong set of values guide the culture. They're like our compass. They're the guiding principles to which we're all agreeing to respond and operate as a collective, as a group. However, they are quite different, much like a mission, much like a vision. They inform the culture. However, I've seen them, and you would have seen this as well, in organisations being completely disconnected from one another. You know, the culture can be one thing and all of those things on paper that someone's probably put a lot of effort into defining can be, yeah, totally disengaged from one another. And so in my work and and in your work as well, the outcome that we're always trying to achieve is, is to bring that back together. So looking at those foundational elements, those clarity pieces of strategy work and seeing how it actually informs culture and seeing how it actually translates into action and translates into how people feel at work. So tell me about why organisational values are so or can be so important at work. What can they help us do or achieve or be? There's a couple of levels to my answer on that. I think for the individual, it helps you to understand what behaviours will be recognised and rewarded and encouraged in an organisation. For a team, it it brings people together. So it it creates those sort of guiding principles that can really help a team be cohesive. And then for an organisation, it can make or break an organisation. Have you come across that famous sort of speech that Steve Jobs made before he died? Maybe. Tell me more. It's a well-known speech, probably funded on YouTube. I have mixed feelings about old Stevie, but, you know, I think we're all really aware of the complexity of him as a leader and his impact on people. But what he did really, really well was to know the values of Apple, to know what those values looked like in behaviour and to communicate the purpose of the business really, really effectively and really clearly for people to feel inspired by the business. I mean, no matter what we think about his leadership style and how he treated people, that is one thing he was brilliant at. And so when it comes to purpose and values, you can kind of learn a little bit from his approach in that he was constantly communicating the values of the business, but also, you know, that idea that Apple and before that Macintosh wasn't just there to provide a piece of technology to connect people or make your job easier. He was always communicating the fact that the purpose of the business or the real reason why this collective of amazing people were together was to disrupt. You know, he was there to enable these disruptors of the technology world to do something great for the world. And when it comes back to values, when you communicate values really effectively and when they have a really positive impact on the team, you've got a sense not only of being in that team and what you're there to contribute to and 
what that looks like in your own behavior and your own action through the values of the business. But also what someone like Steve Jobs did was to inspire the people that were buying the product and the diehard, you know, Apple and Mac fans to feel like they were part of that too. I'm a Mac gal. And you do feel like you're part of disrupting, you know, that old PC kind of world. You're right. All their services and products are imbued by those values that we're taking on as well. We want a little bit of that as well with our identity. And that has come from a really strong set of values in a very successful business that we have understood and bought into. And I think when it's done really effectively, that's what happens. You know, not only does the team come together, but you can really effectively bring a community of people together around the purpose of what you're trying to achieve and impact in the world. And that's when it becomes super powerful. I love that. Guys, we'll link to that particular speech. I think that's the right word to use to describe it in the show notes. So you can go check it out because I think I have seen that. And he was a particularly powerful speaker. And it is really interesting to kind of look at the lessons that we can learn from that. And there's a lot of lessons that can be taken, even though I know Apple's private and American and that kind of thing, there's lots of transferable lessons that can be taken for leaders that are working with teams of all different kinds of sizes across all different industries, including the private sector. So I know I've said this before, but I really do think that organisational change is so often about employees engaging them and promoting a new way of working and then kind of helping to facilitate and smooth the way for their behaviour change. And quite often, organisational change comes down to every impacted person in the place making a personal decision as an individual to change and to buy in to that change. So I'd love to get your take on how using a values-led approach to leadership, whether you are leading the change in particular, or you're part of the stakeholders of that, you're part of the leadership team generally, how can leaders use organisational values to help embed change in their organisation? Good question. Good question. I think it needs to embed any change. And going back to what you were sharing originally about how sometimes you don't see the two working together, as we were saying, It's such a missed opportunity because values can really help create that cohesiveness when behaviour change, when any sort of change in an organisation needs to happen. So it's almost like the really simple change model of awareness, acceptance and action. So any change generally follows that three-step cycle. And in order to get to the action, so in order for the change to happen, we have to start at awareness and we have to have that insight into, I guess, what makes that collective tick and what is going to bring people together and what is important to not only the team, but the people that that team is trying to serve. So without the awareness, so without the clarity on values and without the awareness around a whole range of other things that I know ever works on, the action might take place in the wrong places. Yeah, for sure. I agree. When I think about how values can help leaders, change leaders, change strategists, everyone who might be in that space embed change. You've got to start at thinking about it from the beginning. You can't jump straight into forcing behavior change. But 
you can use, because you said before, values, organizational values, a guiding light, like a compass. I think that's a beautiful way to think about it. And that means that through anytime you're creating a strategy for change, the values can be a guiding light on that in terms of setting up the approach. What's important? What are the priorities? How do we do things around here? How can we bring it to life through this piece of work, through to leaders' decision-making about stuff? And they can use values as a way to help them make a call, even really difficult calls about things. There's so many different things. Something that people have told me before, I might be a little bit guilty of this in the past, so I'm really trying to focus on it, is that anytime we have a conversation about organizational values or culture, it can feel really kind of up in the clouds for people. It can feel intangible. What is it? How do, how do I incorporate this in my life? What, how can it make work or my organization better? Let's take it from the clouds to the workplace, the team day to day. Let's talk about some practical ways that leaders in organizations can demonstrate their commitment to live into values in their work day to day. What comes to mind for you? Yeah, so I was reading a book about this actually called Leading with Values. We'll link to that for sure. That sounds like a perfect resource for this, yes. It's a really great resource because even though it's been written by professors of political science, Neil Malhotra and Ken Schotts, they give some really practical ideas or some tests that basically you can ask yourself, you can take yourself through to see whether you're leading from your values. And one of the, the most simple but powerful and effective strategies that they suggest is just asking your family and friends. So asking people that won't lie to you, asking people that have seen you at the end of a day after you take your leadership mask off or, you know, you put your proverbial briefcase down, what do they see? What do they see in the conversations that you're having about work that are nothing to do with you being on? Yeah, that they don't have an agenda. No, but they're also going to be really honest with you. You know, one of the tests is asking yourself, are you hiding anything from your family and friends? Are you showing up at work as a different person? Are they having a very different conversation with you at home or when you're tired or when you are not in the suit to how you would talk at work? And what that does is just give us a really effective benchmark to see whether there's any opportunity for you to bring your values into your leadership in a way that's going to feel more authentic to you, but also help you align your own individual values with what is happening in the organisation. Yes, I really like that kind of ground up, think about yourself, your values as an individual, and then when you're at work and team, joining up that sense of your values with the organisational, like finding the path that way. It's important, I think, for us to honour individual values, even when we've got that umbrella of organisational values over us when we're at work, you know, because we all operate from a different set of values. There's, there's a whole range of beliefs, experiences, you know, cultural attributes, upbringing, environments that we bring into our own value set. And those things are pretty hardwired. It's going to be hard for us to ignore that or to adopt the organisational values as our own. 
I think the important thing is understanding. So really understanding what the organisational values are, understanding what your personal values are as well. So just recognising where there's differences in your own and the organisation, but also in your own and other people you might be working with. You know, again, that just helps us with that awareness piece, that first step to change. If we're not aware, that's where the problems come up. You know, that's where we miss insight. That's where we miss what's actually going on. We probably see it from just our own perspective. Getting back to your question about how leaders can actually find some practical ways to demonstrate their commitment to the organisational values, weave it into everyday discussions with the team. That's number one, just have those organisational values be part of your everyday discussion. Weave it into agendas, into meetings, you know, talk about the values regularly and how they translate or how they cascade into strategic goals or out of strategic goals, even better. Another idea is to, you know, make it a part of your hiring strategy. So not only involve the values in how you recruit, but how you review performance, how you um, manage performance reviews with, with your team and, you know, how you induct staff too. It's super, super important. Another idea is to just reward and recognise when you see behaviours. So oh, yeah. Simple but really powerful. You know, just um, reward and recognising the behaviours that sit under those values and getting clear on what those behaviours are is really important. But when you see that behaviour that is aligned with the values, reward it, recognise it, be consistent, you know, see it as an opportunity to highlight how important that value is, but also give the team an opportunity to see what it looks like when a value is in action, when it's being lived, here's an example of how that value looks in behaviour. And, you know, people need to see it again and again and again to really get the context of how that value looks in behaviour in action. So repetition is important when it comes to values too. Thank you. I've been taking notes as you were talking just then because there's some really great practical suggestions there. I'm going to add one, which is very niche specifically for leaders or people working in change, because this is something I don't see people do, but that I think is a huge missed opportunity. If you are seeking funding for your change initiative, when you're putting your business case together, it can be incredibly powerful to link the business case to the organisational values. And at that very beginning of the life cycle of a change or, you know, a transformation initiative to kind of create the vision for what could be by associating it with the organisational values. I just want to share that. That's a great one. And, you know, again, that's the awareness piece, isn't it? Just, you know, consistently giving people the opportunity to be aware of how they translate, how that looks when it comes to proposing a change in any organisation at any level. So that makes a lot of sense. Good tip. So tell me, how can people 
connect with you if they would like to keep this conversation going with you? Beautiful. Yes, we can be found on our website. So www.craftcoachinganddevelopment.com. And I offer one-on-one coaching for leaders. I offer team workshops and team consultation specifically around leadership development, but also culture and behavioural and thinking assessments. And we've got a number of different tools that can help a team or help leaders understand their own values, but also communicate the values really effectively from an organisational perspective. So we've got values exploration cards, we've got courses and other resources that might help. We'll link in the show notes to how people can learn more and get in contact with you. I love working with you and I know that the team with Ever, when we've done workshops and when we've used the Values Exploration Kits for inside our business, they've been really, really impactful, great way to open up the conversation and I know we can't wait to get you back for more workshops as well. Anytime. You know I love working with you and Values is our jam. We really believe in the impact of clear values and how they result in good positive, impactful strategies for businesses. So Yeah, so important. Thank you so much for your time today. I can't wait for us to chat again really soon. See you.